0: G'day everyone, and welcome to another edition, a showdown edition, a winning showdown edition of the weekend wrap brought to you by Crowcast. Of course, there is nothing better on a wintry weekend than to have beaten the Port Adelaide pair, and that's exactly what we did this weekend. And uh, lots of humble pie to be eaten by a few of us, and uh, none more so than my cohort, Mac. How are you going, Mac? My <laughs> me. Uh... Good thanks,
1: Phoenix. Why am I eating humble pie? Oh, I don't know,
0: I'm just trying to rope you in. I'm just trying to rope you in.
1: <laughs> okay. a good tasting, Paul.
0: Yeah, no, I've eaten a bit today, uh, courtesy of Mr Crouch, but uh, that's all good. Uh, I'm happy to eat humble pie if it means that we have a win. <laughs> Great. What do you think, mate?
1: Well, I was very impressed in the sense that and you, you've got to remember that we had uh, three outs, three three very good outs. I mean, Murray, our best defender, uh, Rankin, our best forward, you know, floating forward, and Rachelli. And if you look down, then we had butt go down injured. And if you look at our back line, it would be the youngest back line you would have seen anywhere. Like yeah. two two gamers, three gamers, 13 gamers, 15 gamers. They're four. That's four of them. And they, they, yeah. they're holding down the position to the back line. And did a great job, and uh, and then um, yeah, they. Looked, I thought the change in the midfield was uh, outstanding. That that worked really well, um, and then of course Tex, well Texas Tex, and he was outstanding. And we never ever looked like these in that game to those ferals. It was bloody beautiful.
0: No, they were flat as attack, Port Adelaide. Um, they uh, they didn't have any energy around the contest whatsoever. We ab- absolutely smashed them at the contest and had little cohesion nothing much up forward uh the defense was brittle especially when um alia took a little mental holiday there for eight minutes which we'll talk about shortly um but uh yeah we were certainly up for the fight and uh they were left in our wake maca don't forget everyone and thanks to everyone who's joined us as usual on discord and also on youtube don't forget uh you can chat away during the live podcast to your heart's content and if you're in discord and you want to have something to say live on air then stick your hand up and we'll get you on to say your piece uh we always enjoy people coming on don't we macker they usually make more sense than we do
1: Sadly, they do. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't think it's sad. It takes the pressure off us, mate. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, look. Before we get into festivities, it's obviously uh, that time when we give you your moment in the sun, Mac, and uh, we'll go through the weekend's results. So why don't we do that? Yeah, a lot of upsets too. It was a very strange round, wasn't it? It's, um... I mean we always get one of these rounds every year we get one of these rounds and uh, round 20 was it this year and it started on Friday night with Carlton just not doing Carlton things Carlton getting up by 17 points Collingwood couldn't mount their traditional challenge in the last and uh, looked a little bit weary Collingwood I've got to say um, 17 point winners the Blues Yeah,
1: look, they were 17 points up at half-time, and uh, no matter what the Pies tried, they tried a lot of moves, and uh, they just couldn't uh, decrease that margin, Uh, and it was full credit to Carlton too, because they lost Chera, who was outstanding in the first half, who was dominating in in the midfield, so they lost him. But they managed to uh, hang on and retain that 17-point margin, Um, yeah, and... uh, the interesting thing is that in the second half, they kicked seven goals for Carlton and Pies kicked six goals, ten. They, they did a crows with their, sh- with their shots for goals. And that's what really cost them any chance. Um, well, it and, certainly and kept the, them at
0: arm's length, didn't
1: it? It, it did. Yeah, they, they just messed it up. And uh, Carlton, they made the most of their opportunities. Keno got six goals. He's an outstanding player. Love to have
0: him. Uh, I'll tell you one thing I noticed, uh, Macker in that game. Uh, young Mister Dacos did not like the heat. He cooled no, he at least not. three times that I saw on Friday night. It's a little chink definitely. in his armour. He's definitely an outside player.
1: Yeah, they, they did actually put uh, more physicality. He's been yep. he's been tagged before, but he hasn't been put under the heat physically like he, mm. he wants this game. And he certainly didn't have the same influence.
0: No, he didn't, and uh, he was found wanting on a couple of occasions when they really needed him to go. So. Uh, I wonder whether that's going to, uh, you know, just feed into play, into teams uh, planning with Collingwood going forward. It will. It will. Anyway, uh, and then on Saturday we had another upset, uh, the Giants coming from behind at Mars in a shithole day uh, to get up by five points over the Bulldogs and really stamp themselves as a contender, in, in like a finals contender, Mac.
1: Yeah, look, it's interesting the dogs because um, I, I don't rate Luke Beveridge as a coach at all. Really, to be quite honest, he's got the he had a ruckman who was totally dominant um, in English. Uh, he had Bond and Pelly started like a steam train, and uh, they did put a, a hard tag on. Callum Ward went to him, which was good, very good coaching, and uh, well, the Bond got a few possessions after that, but um, no, no real impact on it. Um, the Giants were actually a lot better than I really thought. They've got a fantastic uh, full-back in Sam Taylor. He is outstanding. And, of course, they got Green at, up forward. And, uh, yeah, the uh, the Dogs, they, they went out to a lead, but, uh, yeah, with the Green up forward kicking five goals and he was supported by Riccardi with three, well, yep. they ground them down and eventually got them. And, uh, yep. and I, I think, you know, Beveridge, I, I wouldn't want him coaching our team.
0: No, not in the slightest. Not at all. And that's...
1: No, interesting. That was that was a seventh straight win for the Giants too.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're on a roll, um, and uh, they've got a couple of really good mids. And as PJ in the chat points out, Finn Callahan, definitely a beauty. Would have loved to have had him at Adelaide. But anyway, we move on. The next upset of the round was Frio. If you don't mind getting up by seventy, uh, getting, getting up by seven points uh, over Geelong at the Cattery and uh, really putting Geelong's finals aspirations in a bit of jeopardy.
1: The horse race, there'd be a year-on test going on. You, you know, it didn't seem very likely because they'd lost their last four, Frio, but actually history repeats itself. They actually won their last year, yeah. I didn't know that until I looked it up. Um, but uh, no, it was really good. Uh, Frio, uh, they, well, they hung on to win the game when uh, Geelong made a charge at the end, and... Uh, uh, they got the last couple of goals a game and uh, Geelong have got two I think it's Blickavs and Hawkins have got hammies so yeah their chances of getting in the finals are just disappearing a little bit or oh, getting weaker by the week but as well, I said uh, we... the, as I say, mean, let's not go news? too
0: early on Geelong they've, they've you know it's still got a bit of quality and they're only half a game out but yeah it certainly doesn't do them any favours no probably my wishes there as well <laughs> yeah true and then for the next upset on the menu tonight we have Gold Coast just giving Brisbane a fair old touch up uh, down there at the Metricon or whatever the hell it's called now Heritage Stadium 96-55 uh, to 55, wasn't just squeaking over the line Mac, 41 points, resounding
1: the Brisbane Lions were nothing short of bloody pitiful thing. they were pitiful they never looked like winning um, they they tagged uh, they used uh, Teute Miller to tag Neil, and Neil he collapsed like a sack of potatoes. He did nothing, absolutely nothing. Dunkley, but uh, to his credit, he fought a very good fight, but he had nobody to help him. And uh, yeah, look, the midfield of uh, Gold Coast, uh, Anderson, Miller, Raoul, Flanders, they had a ball, and King kicked five and. Brisbane, they there's no flag in Brisbane. They just have yeah. they just haven't got enough uh I don't know, what is it? guts, courage, whatever. I
0: don't know, they they they're a Jekyll and Hyde team, they really are. When they're going, they're going well, but for such an experienced side, you wouldn't see you wouldn't think that they'd be capable of peaks and troughs like that, but um, when they're off, they're just nothing, and they were off against Gold Coast.
1: Yep. Partly totally agree.
0: Um, and then uh, no one would have watched this game because uh, we had other things on. But uh, it was a close one, two points. The Swans getting up at Marvel uh, over Essendon, one hundred one to ninety nine, and keeping their slim chances alive as well.
1: Yeah, didn't see it live, but um, yeah, thirty seven points early in the second quarter and the third quarter. Sorry, the Swans are up. The Don's made a late charge, but um, didn't quite get there. Buddy Franklin did his car, and that may be the end of his career, almost, possibly. Yeah, um, Well, and uh, the guy that replaced him, uh, he kicked five. What's your name? Uh, a, a Munson or something like that. Can't remember. But, um, yeah, Essendon came home hard, but they didn't get there. Uh, so, And I'm pleased because I don't like Essendon either.
0: <laughs> I, um, I was at Melbourne Airport on uh, Friday afternoon and uh, the Swans boys uh, weren't on the same flight but they were walking they'd obviously got off another flight and Buddy was in front of me, Jesus Christ he's a big lad (laughs) you don't realise how big he is he is massive he's
1: a mountain of a man yeah
0: yeah,
1: it was a mate who got the five goals and
0: somebody in the chat put it up there, thanks mate yeah he's a big fella but uh, you're right Mac, that might be the end of him yep carves a be nasty
1: yep they got a hell of a good play in that Gildon too
0: he was outstanding yeah shut up PJ in the chat (laughs) all right Uh, and then uh, the next game actually went probably according to script Uh, the Saints in the end by 29 points although they blew Hawthorne away in the first quarter and um, came back a little bit after an absolute roasting by Sam Mitchell, but uh, to no avail, on St Kilda stay alive.
1: Yeah, look, you summed it up pretty well there, um, and because they got within two goals at three quarter time uh, through, after that roasting, and a few uh, bad little mistakes, a few little inexperienced errors, and uh, uh, and Saints got uh, a few goals and booted away again. They uh, they. Uh, Concentrated on uh, blanketing blanketing Sicily, and uh, he didn't have very much impact on the game, and that that was uh, very helpful uh, helpful for the Saint. And, yes, uh, and a
0: good weekend for the Crouches too, um, Mac, because uh, Bradley didn't have a bad game either.
1: Well I got to say, he was the best on ground. He was outstanding. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, next up, um, Max Gorn beat Richmond uh, one hundred and thirty to ninety eight, uh, Melbourne by thirty two points, but. It was uh nip and tuck until Maxie decided that he'd uh, just stamp Richmond out single handedly. Uh, I read his yeah. stats somewhere, I can't remember, but It was something like twenty eight possessions, twenty two of those contested, ten score involvements, like was like ten clearances or something. Like just ridiculous numbers.
1: Well, you y you've actually described it very, very well. That's exactly what did happen. And it just showed, I mean, they have a good midfield, they um they haven't got Oliver around. I can't understand that hamstring of his going on for so long. Uh, but Viney
0: uh, and must... I think I think Sorry. he might have the sniffles as well as the uh, hamstring, mate. Uh, okay. If you get if you get my meaning,
1: yeah. I, well, I had, did hear that. I didn't know whether that was right or not, but uh, anyhow, moving on. Uh, Viney and Petrarca, <laughs> they they finished on very strongly, and now that could bring us to Grundy. Grundy's got to look for another club, mate.
0: Oh, he he'll be at port to... next year. Very likely. No doubt in my mind. No doubt in my mind he'll be at port next year. Yeah. They love I picking agree. up washed up Ruckman, and I'm not saying that Brody's washed up, but he's, he's not the player he was. Um, and, and I reckon they'd be happy to let Lysett go and uh, bring Brody home. Um, I know Brody was close last time until Co- Collingwood offered him the crown jewels and the key to the city. But. Um, but uh, I, well, some people are saying Sydney. That's a possibility. Um, but if if I was a betting man, I'd uh, be saying he'd he'd come home to Port.
1: You're probably right. But I think that uh, Sydney, who really, really do need to have a Ruckman, because i have never had a Ruckman for for ages, they'd be prepared to pay. They don't pay their uh, people a lot, but I think they'd be prepared. And if they get if they got Grundy. They we don't really have to pay all that much because there'll be there might be two clubs that are paying part of his salary, so yeah, he's probably a, he's got probably a good get to get.
0: Oh look, no doubt he he he's certainly be on Sydney's radar, and I'm sure they'll make him a good deal. Um, you know, as you mentioned, a lot of it paid by about half the competition. Um, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I don't know, I just don't know. I know I I know for a fact that he was keen to come home. Uh, last time, and it was only money that really kept him in Melbourne. Um, would you trade? So would I'd... you trade Rob? Would you trade Rob for him? No.
1: Okay.
0: No, I, and it actually surprises me that I say that because <laughs> <laughs> I've been a I've been a Brodie Grundy fan. I, I've always wanted Brodie to come and play for the Crows, um, but I just. I don't, I don't think we'd be getting much of an upgrade, Mac, to be honest with you. No, you're probably right. Um,
1: the other thing, yeah, he, I don't think he's quite as good as he used to be.
0: Um, uh, so he says you had too
1: much wine. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree, it, it'd be a difficult decision.
0: Yeah, I mean, what is he, 28, 29 now?
1: Yeah, but he's still probably got about another three or four years in him.
0: Yeah, that's true. I, look, I mean, it could be worth it depending on what, whether the maths played out. Like, if we could get a good deal for for O'Brien in terms of a trade, as you point mm. out, it might be a good salary cap option in terms of getting some money off the books because, I, I mean, look, I, I, I'd be quite happy if Grundy came here. I certainly wouldn't um, pursue him terribly hard um, and I... I He's a different player to Um, O'Brien. Jeez, I don't know. Look, I'm not Riley O'Brien's biggest fan, but to be honest with you, I wouldn't wouldn't be uh, disappointed either way, Mac. I think that's where it sits. Fair enough. Let's move on. Yeah, and uh, the last one, the last one, Macca, who would have thought? West Coast getting up by five point seventy two to sixty seven over North Melbourne. North Melbourne may as well just pack it in, shut the club, and bugger off.
1: Well, mate, it was the battle of the scrubbers. Uh, yeah, both those teams went into that game with sixteen losses under their belt. Thirty two losses between them going into that game. So, apparently, they celebrated like it was a bloody premiership and. Because, uh, well, they
0: haven't won for what, nineteen weeks or sixteen weeks or something?
1: 16, 16 weeks. They've both lost in seventeen now for North Melbourne, but uh,
0: unbelievable. Yeah,
1: it, um, to, well, they still hang on to last last spot because of their poor percentage, and I don't think they'll be trying to win too many more.
0: Mm. Um. Yeah, someone in the says uh, b packer in the chat says North should have copped way more shit than they have this year and I agree with them they've been going nowhere north they've got a a pretty reasonable group of midfielders they've got a nice uh, key forward Um, you know that their ruck is aging but uh, he still tries hard they've got probably 75% of the pieces that you'd want Um, they certainly shouldn't be second to bottom and winless for 17 weeks
1: well, they've had had the situation, of course, with, um, with the coach and the accusations, and then the coach standing down, and then an, a standing standing coach. Now, I'm not making excuses for them, but because they, I agree with you, their side is better than their, their results are. Uh, so, it's look, it's just uh, well they just aren't performing, and he's he's acting as the, as the coach. Um, Ratton. Ratton. Ratton, yeah. Brett Ratton. Yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe he can't coach it anymore. I don't know. They—it It is a poor performance. I agree with that.
0: It's got nothing to do with Ratton. I mean, they weren't performing beforehand.
1: No, in fact, they had a little burst there where they got close in games, but then it gradually faded away. But they didn't look any good under Clarkson either.
0: No. But... Yeah, look, mate, I don't, I don't know. It. You, know, I, you just can't see that club ever being good again. Do you know what I mean? I, you can't find a way. I mean, they're going to get draft concessions. If you believe the reports, they're going to get a priority pick. Um, but I you just can't I, I can't, can't. I can't. They will get a priority pick. I could almost guarantee you that. Well, that would be wrong. That'd be wrong. I reckon they will. Um, Never really but he had, he, had, he had, he had priority picks. Yeah, they'll get another one. No, that would be wrong. I am be right. They, are, but even even with those picks, Mac, I just can't see it happening. The biggest mistake they made was not accepting. And this isn't about Horn Francis and the Crows. This is just purely North Melbourne. The biggest mistake they made was not taking either Adelaide or Richmond's offer and getting multiple picks in that draft.
1: Oh, look! I think that those offers were over the top, both of them. And uh they made a massive mistake by not taking them
0: yep stupid um, they needed players they they weren't ready to have a star player because they didn't have they didn't have the the, the key positions sorted out they didn't have enough infrastructure around a star midfield to make the most of it uh, they needed players and Jeez, I, I don't know, I just don't understand anyway, it's not a North Melbourne cast, it's an Adelaide cast but before we talk about the Adelaide game why don't we just have a quick look at the ladder Macca? because it's getting quite interesting, we have Collingwood on top, obviously with 64 points, Port uh, only one cl- game clear in second uh, on 56, Brisbane faltering but still there on 52 Melbourne on 52, just seem to have turned a bit of a corner Melbourne uh, St Kilda, the luckiest side in the bloody comp, in my opinion, 44. Uh, along with GWS now also on 44 and sixth place. And then we've got Carlton on 42 with a healthy percentage now, Carlton. Um, and the Bulldogs raining out the eight vulnerable on 40 points and 105 outside of the eight. We've got three teams that have drawn, Mac, which I think might be in the end the thing that screws us. We've got Geelong, Sydney and Richmond on 38 points. Half a game clear of us and Essendon and Gold Coast on 36. We've got a great percentage, um, but I worry about that half a game that Geelong's got. I reckon that might do us. Well, it's certainly going to be very, very hard. But firstly, you'd have any chance of
1: being in the 4 Well, if we won four games and that's 13 wins, I reckon we'd get in. Uh, I do but uh, yeah, it is a worry about that half a game. It, it, it just depends how the other games fall, and they could fall badly for us.
0: Yeah, yeah. Geelong it, it, uh, are at home again next week. I expect them to bounce back. But uh, look, it's so hard to predict. Um, I just have a feeling we might end up half a game short, and that little that little bad patch that we had against Essendon and whatnot, and Gold Coast—that's going to really cost us, I think. Yep. All right, Mecca Well, down to the main event, because it was a wonderful night on Saturday night. <laughs> much fun was had. Did you get up too much? Did you watch any footy or do anything on Saturday night, mate? Oh, I did. I actually uh, watched... Uh, did you have... There was a nice little game between the uh, Adelaide Crows and the Port Adelaide Power, um, and... Uh, Surprisingly, Adelaide got up, 16-16, 1-1-2. 16, Port Adelaide, nine goals, 11-65, 47 points if you don't mind. Clean sweep of the showdowns this year. Back on even keel, 47 apiece. Life's good.
1: Well, you know, I, I heard that they were playing this game and I heard that one side said they hate the other side, so I went for the crows. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, what a load of shit that was, eh? I
1: know they are a mob of peanuts. I mean, they. they I think Chad Corn started this bullshit going back a couple of years ago and about how much they hate the crows and all the rest of it. Well, look, it doesn't matter whether you hate us, whether you want to have sex with us, or whether you want to, whatever you want to bloody do, because at the end of the day, what are you, you
0: got to play. You about?
1: Well, they, it's, that's as relevant as them hating us, because yet you have to play on the football ground. That's what bloody counts. That's what I'm getting at.
0: Did you pick up the wrong pills from the pharmacy this week or something? Oh, I did just take some tablets for a headache. <laughs> they weren't blue, were they?
1: <laughs> no, the point I'm trying to make is the fact that they hate us is irrelevant. You to, all these other things, I don't want to do anything else. But the whole point is, it, it, have to get, it, the game played on the ground, not out of, your, out of your words out of your mouth.
0: Oh, shit. All right. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh well look, I agree with you. I think it was and, and Brody Smith played a really good straight bat. Uh, was it Brody Smith or I think Brody Smith and also Geordie Dawson uh, oh, in yeah. separate quotes um just played straight bats to that sort of shit. The media obviously trying to drum it up and and uh, like we're just past it and you You only have to look at the way the players interact after the game to know that that whole hate thing, that's bullshit. There might be, you know, animosity between certain players. I'm sure Peppa Pig and Mitch Hinge aren't uh, aren't the best of mates, but, uh, you know, Tex and Bokey are good mates. There's so many good mates amongst the two teams. It's just ridiculous.
1: You mentioned uh, Hinge and uh, pal Pepper that situation where Hengi took a mark and then looked disdainfully down at Pal Pepper on the yeah, ground. because
0: he tried to take him out.
1: I thought that was a classic.
0: Yeah, it just gave him the stare down, good old basketball-style stare down after a dunk. Yeah, it was very loved good. it. Um, all right, so um, we had an interesting time at Selection, Macca, and I must say, I must say that... Uh, Matt Crouch staying in the side um, bemused me somewhat. Um, I was happy that we kept Nankervis in. Uh, I was bemused initially that Jakey Saligo was going to miss out, but that changed for the better. I think that was a very, very good call late because I think they probably listened to our podcast on the Saturday morning, Mac, and realised that we were correct in that We were just far too slow in the middle. We just needed a little bit more speed in the middle. And taking uh, Sloaney out and bringing Jake in, um, even ahead of Jackson Hately, I think was a very good move. Um, And Jakey didn't do too bad.
1: Well, unlike yourself, I was very happy with Crouch last week. And uh, I thought that he earned his spot again for this week. But it had to be on the condition that you don't don't put Sloane in there as well. You just mm. couldn't do that, and and also you don't put keys in there as well, and mm. it, you occasionally run the young boys through that because that works, that works, but it mm. won't work once once you put in a Sloan, who is so slow it's not funny, who a key who I, I don't think is a natural midfielder, he, he's more that white mad wild run around half forward type. Um, so I, I thought they actually got it right for a change.
0: Yeah, and, in the end they got it right, and initially I was like. WTF? what are they doing um but it whether by design or whether just through circumstances they got it right in the end um you know i was a bit worried about Shuey not getting much of a run but he got some runs through there and um i thought they handled the midfield mix pretty well i also think that Again, Maka, we didn't want to make it... i I tell you the thing that I noticed is the big difference because we're obviously very worried about our ball movement and our, our speed, right, mm. our, our, our pace. And we didn't all of a sudden become Usain Bolt in the midfield, but what we did do is move the ball very, very quickly. And quick ball movement will offset um you know a lack of leg speed and we were prepared to give the first option we're a little bit chaotic with our with our handball um which you know is is uh you know the signature of a, of a team like richmond and even gws running in waves but our, our ball use was very quick was very first give and that made up somewhat for our lack of you know out and out pace through the midfield don't you think
1: I agree. I agree. I, but I thought that why it bleded so well, and it did, well it certainly did on this occasion, is the fact that if the ball was looking, going to a poor player, lead was tackling his head off. If it came to towards us, perhaps would will get it and flick it to Dawson. And uh, that, and you know, the number of times he did that was with, with quite, quite a lot. And that's one of the reasons why we did do so well with, those, with that combination. You'd say there's no real pace in there, but if there was, in terms of the movement of the ball, like you said.
0: Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, look, I don't think... It certainly isn't what I would call, um, you know, my my preferred midfield group. Um, I think it suited the conditions really well, Macca. Um, yeah. It was dewy, and, again, we wanted to play a very contested style of game um and look we did very well uh in winning the the ground bowl and the contested bowl Um uh, we we're up very high in clearances 42 to 34 um and stoppage where we've been uh a little bit uh down lately we absolutely smacked them to 34 to 23 in stoppage clearances mac and um you know, it just seemed to me that the difference too was that we were more intent on getting the ball to the outside by hand than previously. I, I think what we've been doing over the last couple of weeks is, is you know, closing closing the game down a bit, compressing it up, but then kicking it out of those clearances. Whereas against Port Adelaide, you know, by and large, we seem to want to use the ball a little bit more constructively um, by hand to get to a clear player for a, for a better kick. You know what I mean? we did and that's definitely the case well thanks for agreeing with me mate always happens well, after a showdown win we we get we get really happy with well, each other well
1: <laughs> because we were happy
0: uh, but <laughs> no,
1: but you're quite right you know in terms um i i thought that uh we we were much more intelligent with our usage of the ball than normal and that, and that's part of what you were saying um we uh, There were a lot less dump kicks, which was interesting because I think Smith at one stage was up on the wing um, and he wasn't in the we back did line. Have,
0: We did have Smith up on a wing uh, and uh, looked reasonably effective, actually. Um, at, look, he still had plenty of his, his signature stuff, but he was trying to seek out... Um, Uh, teammates a little bit more let's just go through uh, stats real quick 387 to 320 disposal smacker 231 to 196 kicks 156 to 124 handballs inside 50s uh, we're actually down by 9 disposal efficiency was very good 74 to 69 efficiency inside 50 we smacked them they had 22 shots from 65 inside 50 we had 32 from 56 uh, the free kicks were fairly even. I thought after a couple of weird ones early, the, the umpires were reasonably good. Um, certainly didn't have a negative impact on the game. Um, no. 20 degree. Raleigh O'Brien, as you would expect, uh, dominated uh, the young Port Ruckman 50-31. Didn't do too badly around the ground. Had some important moments uh uh, and wasn't great clearances as i said 42 to 34 8 to 11 in uh in center so it was fairly even uh the interesting one for mine was uh hinkley playing and and persisting with ollie wines on a wing i thought that was a very strange move uh desperado move. Like, i mean that wines was uh he's not a wingman's uh,
1: backside he just he's he's just not your wing is uh, a position where you like to get uh, somebody who can move that ball very quickly, and that's not Wines. No, Wines he's meant for a bull to be a bull inside a pack.
0: Yeah, and, and you would have thought the move would have been for him to go head to head with Lead and and Crouch, and Absolutely. free up Butters, Butters and Rosie a little bit. But oh, I just thought that was a weird one, and and when it wasn't really working. And and I haven't watched a lot of Port, but apparently it has been played there for a couple of weeks, and they've also tried both there on the wing as well. Uh, It doesn't give them any pace on the outside there, but uh, anyway, that's their problem. Um, 155 to 137 contested possessions. As I mentioned, uh, we did beat them in ground ball and contested ball pretty well. Um, We got it on the outside, 215 to 156. Turnover's about even. Uh, marks ninety two to fifty six, which is not bad considering it was a dewy night, um, and it shows our propensity to change directions. Macca. that was back in after you know uh, an Very absence much. until the last quarter last week, it was like they all remembered how to play all of a sudden.
1: Yeah, I was going to raise that about the change. we were changing angles quite a lot, and, uh, and that that court That's one of the reasons why we entered our forward line so often and so easily. Um, that all uh, Once we did get in there, we well we did very well in terms of a percentage. I think about a fifty percent conversion rate, something like that, um, inside the inside the fifty. Uh, and that was because of the way the ball was being brought in. It wasn't just spent, like bombing it in. There were some of that, but, the, but mostly it was coming, as you say, changing the angles, um, getting people out of position, and um, yeah, and using the and mainly uh, looking for a man, a particular person and uh, a a walker was that person many, many times.
0: Yeah, and using the corridor a little bit too, Mac, a bit more, and uh, hitting up those short targets. So we we tended to be taking that extra disposal on transition, getting deeper forward injuries, but also, conversely, when it looked like we were going to go in deep, hitting up the short target as well. We had um, a few shots from, you know, that 35 to 45 metres out, where we just dropped the eyes and and hit up the lead, so uh, it was a good mix, and it just shows when when you do change your angles and and it spreads the defence. You've got more holes, you've got more grass to work with, and um, you know you take the big intercept markers out of the equation, don't you?
1: Yep, yep. But so many of those marks were just taken in front of the eyes, and or even on the chest, and. Um... Yeah, you know, uh, Fogarty was leading well, uh, Walker was leading well, McAdam was leading well, so... Yeah. Yeah, it was a a very mobile forward line.
0: Yep. Marks 92 to 56, inside 50, 20 to 7. Contested marks 18 to 13, intercepts about even. Uh, We led from wire to wire. Uh, Tackles were up by about 13. Um, Tackles inside 50 were reasonably even. 1% 1% is, I don't know what that stat is, so you know, it was a pretty good performance um, albeit albeit, that I, I did feel, Macca, that port looked very flat, didn't they? Uh,
1: I, I guess when you, when the one side gets on top of the other, uh, it does look that way, now whether that's because, whether, it's it was a chicken and egg, did we get on top because they were flat, or did they look flat because they were chasing most of the time, yeah. so it's it's hard to
0: say. Um- yeah, it is. It is. It is. And I don't want to take anything away from the win because it was a fantastic win, and uh, you play um, the op- what the opposition puts in front of you. Um, but I just felt like they didn't have any appetite for the contest, Mac. They, we, you know, we we got hold of them around stoppage. They didn't seem to want to be as hard as us. Um, our tackling was ferocious. Uh, we were in their face uh with frontal pressure the whole night, which I think was a big key. We never let them get any sort of run on any sort of free ball um when they were transitioning uh and we were able to hold them up quite frequently um and they weren't able to hit the hot zone inside fifty very often they were taking a lot of shots from you know wide or 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 deep or in the in the pockets or whatnot so uh um yeah. I mean, it was just a good all-round team performance with with some individual stars.
1: Yeah, there were too many players. That, you know, I, I graded players as you know, you know, I went through them one by one, and we'll we'll be doing that a bit later. But um, I probably only got it on my list there probably maybe three or four that maybe can do better than they did. But um, there were probably about half the team probably playing very 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 well, and then. Uh, the balance, balance, except for maybe three four players, did their job. And, and then there were, three, say, maybe three or four that could have done a
0: bit better. So we've got a couple of people in the chat with their hands up. Big mix back. And Gates is there as well. But just before we go to those boys, I want to talk about the Allier, uh Lockheed Jones head clash. Worthy been of comment. A bit- going around on and i also want to say Elon musk you dickhead changing twitter to x now whenever i get a notification on my phone for twitter it looks like i've got a missed call fucking idiot because um, <laughs> it says x now instead of a bloody i, know. I don't know why you change it to it bloody fool it's got far too much time in his hands um yeah, so plenty of uh, talk on socials, obviously. Uh, the AFL came out with a statement saying that they'd be investigating. Um, Port obviously have defended their doctors as you would. Um, I just don't know. I, to me, it's indefensible, Maka. I, it's it's indefensible that they would allow um, Alia to come back on the ground so quickly, if at all um so the 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 official story is that both went through hia which is the video review of the incident um jones also had a scat five which is where they do the that's the actual concussion test um but alia wasn't made to do the scat five They're saying that both, hang on, they're saying that both passed the HIA and Lockheed Jones actually passed the SCAT 5 and that Lockheed Jones was subbed out, uh, initially they said it was a tactical sub, and then later they said that he had a migraine, which was, geez, if you'd just been belted in the head, you know, it's a surprise, isn't it, that you got a migraine. So obviously wanting to avoid the word concussion at all costs, in my opinion. Um, mm. and I'm telling you right now, mate, if you have got a migraine, you're not sitting on the bench on a footy ground with big lights and a loud, loud crowd. That's the, like, you don't have a migraine. They, look, their doctor is a is a disgrace, and he's a
1: bullshitting doctor. Who you wouldn't want to go with him and with, with something wrong? Um, let's be look, very it,
0: careful. Let's be very careful. Well, I'll say one thing categorically. Because their doctor owns Sports Med, and I haven't got the money. So right. that's just. I don't want to right. have to mute you, Macos.
1: But well, I will say this. My opinion. My opinion is this about Jones. You, Jones was lying on his back with his arms rigid in the air, which is the classic sign of a player that is not unconscious.
0: I don't think he his cannot. hands
1: were rigid. No, you have. Yeah, look at the replay. His arms. Were, yeah, he I, was did, on his back, I did have a look. And his arms went but, up. That is that. But when players get get concussion, that always happens. Yeah. That, and to the fact that that happened, and uh, he, then they tried to say that he passed the concussion test. I just think that, to me, that is impossible. That's my opinion. I think it's that's impossible. And then to come out and say he had a migraine. Well, well, he would have a migraine with the ability he had. Um. But, and then Alia, he was back on the ground after six minutes. Now I don't know how, what sort of test he was he was given for six minutes because I didn't, see, I didn't see much happen and he went back on the ground and I just don't think that people, players get two matches and three matches for um, swinging a, a player to the ground. I mean a tackle and the head gets nowhere near the building that the that these players' heads got. So to me, it's just. Port Adelaide should. Oh, I think they should be, be punished, and they should be. I don't know what the punishment should be, but they should be punished.
0: Well, if you had a look at the the impact and and what what came after, like Aliyah basically flopped to the ground. Like he he was he was out cold. He was out he was cold. That I think that it took him three minutes to get him up and off the ground. Out cold he was. I' debatable about Lucky Jones, but I'd like. Either way, he was in no good nick either. And for them not to even give alia a scat test, if that if that's correct, and that's been a fo- reported by Fox Woody... It's reported, if, yeah. If, if they didn't give him a scat test, if they basically passed him on the basis of a, a review of the footage, if they've looked at that footage and gone, nah, he's all right, then... I don't understand what the concussion protocols are because what I thought the concussion protocols were in theory and in practice was not what Port Adelaide did. Well, they didn't. They didn't They didn't
1: observe them at all. Uh, and uh, they have form at this. They're, they've done it before. Uh, so, as I said it really does have to be investigated fully, and it's obvious that Port are guilty as hell, and they should and and that they should be punished. They, and look, if the if the AFL is serious about this, if they are serious about protecting players uh, and not wanting to be sued later on down the track, um, they should. The problem is, if they find Port Adelaide, they, because they finance Port Adelaide, they'll be filing themselves. But, but should, that somehow there should be a punishment.
0: Well, I don't actually think a fine is sufficient, Maka, to be perfectly honest with you. I think this is one of the biggest breaches of duty of care and breaches of player management, player welfare that I've ever seen. You know, now, obviously, I'm not a doctor. I'm not privy to what the tests were and what they did and all that. So I'm just... I'm an observer. But from what I observed, I've never seen... Uh, a team put winning ahead of a player's welfare as much as Hinkley and, and Port did against Adelaide on on Saturday night. That was that was the biggest uh, that was the biggest case I've ever seen of disregarding a player's immediate and long term health in or because they happened to be down. Uh, they needed a tall back.
1: Well. It's not just you and I thinking that, and it's not just people in the chat thinking that if you go on Twitter, if you anywhere you go with, people are talking about it. There's not one person defending Port Adelaide at all, but there is everybody saying that they, exactly what you just said they neglected their duty of care to their players for the sake of for, uh, trying to win match points, and they didn't give a damn about the health of those players and in uh, and uh as I I'll say, I don't know what the penalty should be, but if the AFL don't give a penalty for it, then they aren't serious. And, in that, and
0: uh, to it, me, and I, like taking nothing away from Tex and our other forwards, but it's no coincidence that Ali had basically no impact on the game after that. Oh, no dead impact. right. Dead right. But you know, you know and uh, as PJ in the chat points out. Uh, Sorry, 1990 in the chat points out Even the Port fans aren't happy On Bigfooty, the Port fans have put up a thread um, Complaining about it No one is happy about this No one is happy And we've got Nuz in the crowd again tonight So g'day to Sensible Crow Now, many of you would know And I'm sure Nuz wouldn't mind us saying That you know he's got some personal experience With the effects of concussion The long-term effects of concussion And... uh, he's uh he's mentioned that he's recorded uh, his thoughts on the matter and he'll put he'll put them up so make sure you get around those because that's coming from someone that has direct experience with the subject matter so but from a personal point of view um uh from a personal point of view mate i i was disgusted i was disgusted well i couldn't believe it happened i i just couldn't believe it happened i mean they
1: you know, I said to Mrs. Mack, well, those, those two guys are out the game. I mean, they have to be. Um, because, you know, that's concussion and you can't come back on the ground after that. But when I saw that uh, six minutes later, when Leah ran back onto the ground, I thought, that's just, this is unbelievable. And then when I heard that later they were saying he, that the other bloke didn't have concussion, Jones, and that he, that he only had a migraine. I mean, this club has got no honour at all. It is it bullshit. Is
0: It is a club without honour. You have a look at boxing, for example. If a boxer... A boxer doesn't even have to be knocked out. If he gets enough punches to the head that he can't effectively defend himself, then the referee, who is not medically trained, the referee has the ability and is expected to stop the fight. Right? Um... You know, So if a sport that deals with getting knocks to the head as part of strategy uh, empowers its officials to make those judgment calls without any medical training, just on the back of the, the safety uh, and protection of their athletes, then I think we need a situation where the AFL have an independent... Um, uh, person whether they be a medical person or whether they be a steward or whatever that oversees the concussion protocol i don't think we can leave it to clubs because clubs like port adelaide seem to pay scant regard to what the protocols are and also scant regard to what their the health of their players and as i think it was bobby said in the chat if that was my kid i'd be absolutely right for i've had my kid not i've watched my kid get knocked out playing football And he was incredibly well taken care of by his club. If they'd allowed him to go on, I would have gone and punched the coach out.
2: If I was at Leah's
0: parents, I would have gone down to Ken Henkley and absolutely torn strips off him.
1: Yeah, well, I think that the AFL, I mean, um, as PJ says, the NFL is a professional organisation. They they do have that situation where they have an independent uh, doctor making that decision, not... The club doctor making that decision.
0: No, that's not and true.
1: Is that not true? No, the
0: clubs. The clubs manage concussion protocol. No, I'm talking about the NFL, the rugby. Oh, sorry, I thought you said the AFL. I don't. I don't know no, about they, the NFL.
1: No, no, they do, and uh, so we're behind them um, in the sense that we should have um, an independent one. If, if we're going to have this type of situation, well, then we should really have that independent doctors at each one.
0: Yeah. because I, I don't think I don't, I don't I just don't if the AFL is serious then they've got to look at the situation whether port breached protocol or whether they didn't I think they've got to look at the optics of this situation and understand that there's a uh, there's, there's a gap in the protocols that they have to fill and they have to take ownership of it and I'm telling you what like there's a few uh, there's a couple of class actions going around. And if the AFL let this one go, that is not going to be a good look in terms of those class actions. So they just have to do something.
1: Yep. I agree, 100%. And uh, uh, I thought it was a disgraceful look for the game. A disgraceful look. Yep.
0: Anyway, that's enough of that. Let's move on. We've got a few people in the chat. And I noticed that Big Mick's there. Big Mick, we'll get to you in a minute. But Gacy, you've been waiting since uh, almost the uh, opening bounce, mate. So come on in, and uh, give us a, a moment of your your uh, esteemed knowledge. How are you, mate?
2: Hello, how are you?
0: Gaichi. Good,
2: good. Haven't been on a while, boys. But
0: no, it's been went good. to the game. I mean, no, we have missed
2: you uh, last night. <laughs> I went to the game last night, and I was very impressed by the crowd. Uh, Fifty thousand there, very good. My personal notes of the game: uh, we our set shots weren't. Very good to be honest.
1: We did 16
2: behinds, 16 behinds. Dawson zero goals, three. I did not like that. Have you noticed with uh, Dawson
0: that he's uh he's developed this habit of kicking on the inside of his foot and everything's going left? Yeah, it's happening with his field kicking as well as his goal kicking. He's just like he seems to be like not dropping the ball onto his instep but onto the inside portion of his foot and everything's going Hmm. right. Mm. Very strange.
2: Mm. We were right uh, on the hill when he kicked that that one that went left, sort of open goal. Yeah. Wasn't very happy with that at all. So I wanted to ask you guys if we should try to trade for some key defenders this offseason, or should we trust our Sandful guys, young talents?
1: Mm, it's an interesting question because um... – do they uh, comes into that conversation as well? Because um, if Do they leaves us, we, 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 we will be rather thin down back. Um, and he's not the, a key though. No, he's
0: not a key defender. But,
1: uh, I always well, he's an intercept. Um, yeah, but so Tansy
0: was asking about key defenders.
1: Well, I'm actually very. I'm delighted that Keane got his opportunity. I, I. In my mind, well. in my mind, I had no doubt that he would play well if he got the opportunity. He was a bit nervous at the start, and he got, he got uh, the big boy Dixon got him once, but he didn't get him again. I thought there some. Uh, he just got better and better as the game went on, and to me, he looked a much better go at fullback than Buds. That's just my personal opinion. Um, in terms of Worrell, I thought Worrell was incredibly good on Marshall. I thought he would just the Marshall a lean time. I think those two boys, um, uh, and also unfortunately, Murray. Well, we're going to be down Murray for nearly all of next year. That's unfortunate. So, look, it wouldn't hurt if we could get a nice key uh, position player from somewhere, but they don't grow on trees.
2: I agree with that. Good take. Uh, um, do you think Sloan should? Oh, sorry, you go.
0: No, I was just about to add to that. I I wouldn't mind rookieing one Mac. Just yeah, someone yeah. out of the SANFL, a cheapy. Yeah. Um. if we have the list room, of course, and this is like comment without really doing any analysis, but I wouldn't want to spend any draft capital on him. But uh, if we pick up a cheapy either as a rookie or something like that, then I'd be happy. There's a couple of decent defenders in the sample, for example. Um. But personally, I think we've got other fish to fry, and I think we've shown that the lads that have come in have been more than capable.
2: Very true. Yeah. We have uh, Borliss in the sample.
0: Borliss, yeah.
2: He needs a go.
1: Yeah, He'll be an interesting one because I know they've been reluctant to play him, but uh, I think one of the reasons is my opinion is he's going to be a little bit slow at that level. He does very well at sample level, um, but I reckon he just could get caught out. That's that's why when they're talking about who who to replace – Murray with. I was ruled for Keane because I know that Keane's got a bit of pace about him. But uh, see, PJ Crows is suggesting chasing Cox. um, And if we could get him, he'd be worth getting.
0: Um, Yeah, but he's not going to be like. I don't think that's a free agency situation with Brennan Cox. No, it'd have to be a trade, I think. So, I mean, all right. So here's here's a scenario. Sorry, Gacy, to cut your airtime or take your airtime, but. Would you trade uh, Shaden mcadam for Brennan Cox and, you know, yeah. other bits and pieces? Yeah, I would. That's a big call.
1: Well, the reason I say that is because McCadam would be going home to he's, he's a Western Australian. Um, and I think we've got uh, a lot of young boys that can take those those positions in the forward lines. Um, Rochelle, Rankin, Pedler.
2: says uh, Ken- gallant.
1: And yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, so I would, but I would only pay, uh, trade McAdam if I got, if I got a good player in the exchange. Yeah.
0: Well, that's Brendan Cox. Yeah, that in
1: this in this case with Cox, yeah, I would. Yeah,
0: I really like McAdam, and like I think he's had a really cruel season. Uh, not a lot yeah. of fortune. He started off with a bang and got that stupid suspension, suspension. and then got an injured, injury and. Bad. But you know, his attack on the ball, his defensive efforts and all the rest of it are great. Um that being said, he's twenty nine. Uh you know, if he wanted to go home and, and Cox wanted to come home and we could do a fair deal, I'd I'd probably do it. Yeah, I We didn't make sense. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Gacy, what else have you got there, mate?
2: Uh just had with the sandful Do you think we bring Berry in and does Rashelli make the 18 or 22?
0: It's interesting. Apparently in the sample, we flogged Port as well. They didn't kick a goal until the last quarter. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Look, I mean, clearly you can't drop Crouch on that performance. Uh, What do you do with Sloane?
2: Well, I hope he retires at the end of the season for a start. I think
1: that's just on that uh, Sloane. Let's talk about that because uh, you know I it was an interesting uh, situation where both clubs had very senior players as the sub, um, which is really saying their days their their days are very numbered. And when Sloane came on,
0: and one took a a master's footy hanger over the other one, (laughs) that
2: was so good. That was (laughs) ironical. Dancing (laughs) on the hill. Yeah, he was up in the air and
1: down again before he
2: actually took the ball. <laughs> um,
1: yeah,
2: I think
0: up in the air is probably a fairly uh, fairly generous way
2: Yeah, he had one foot, it. his right foot on the ground.
1: But Sloan, Look, Sloan has been a magnificent player for the club, and he's a warrior, and he's been one of the heart and soul of our club. But he is showing very clearly his days are numbered, and we've got to stop sympathy and all the rest of it. We cannot give him a new contract. We just can't give him a new contract. But I don't, I'm not suggesting that we get rid of him out of the club. we we'll find a position where he can help, uh, you know, as an assistant coach or an assistant coach type thing, uh, because I think, you know, he's got something to offer in that respect. Uh, but gee whiz, um, we, Sloane just... you Imagine Sloane being slower than he is now next year. It's just, it would be a shame to see him go. come go another year. It would be a shame.
2: And then he'd probably yeah. play in the Sandful. I think
0: I even. think I mentioned last week I wouldn't be terribly disappointed if they extended him for one more. Um, but, um, you know, it's becoming evident over the last probably three or four weeks that uh, the season's catching up to him, do you think? Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely, yeah. Whether he'd benefit from another pre-season or not, uh, like, you know, a little bit more time after the knee. Um, I'm not sure, but uh, you know, I I wouldn't be opposed if they gave him one more. But I wouldn't be sad if he retired as well. I'd be very disappointed because uh, that's going to mean one young player is get, uh, less that's going to get an opportunity to to make their way. That's true. Well, and the person in the gun for that one is Sam Berry. Um,
2: yeah, I hope he comes back. I hope he comes back.
0: Oh, there's no reason why,
2: should
0: Well, yeah. yeah, I think we're at a stage
1: with our situation is that we've got a lot of good young lads at the moment and uh, Barry, uh, yeah, I'm not saying he hasn't got a future, but what he has to do, he has to earn it. He has to make it to the point where they have to pick him. Um, and then um, if he does that, I mean, got, but he's got to do that several weeks and then earn it because at the moment... There are so many players vying to get into the team.
2: Yeah, um, isn't he averaging about uh, thirty touches though, or 29?
0: 25 uh, or something like that? Yeah, he's been doing it right, particularly recently.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, look, I'm not saying he, um, you know, I'm not saying he uh, shouldn't come in, but at the moment, who who would you tend to bring him in for?
2: At the moment, Will you
0: bring him in for Sloan.
2: Yeah. And then yeah. I'd bring Rochelle in for Schoenberg. Personal what? preference. Nah, Rochelle well, comes in
0: for Murphy for mine. I Murphy?
2: thought
1: Schoenberg wasn't too bad, actually. You've got to keep Harry game, in the side.
0: Game. Yeah, Matty oh. Nix has got a bald head.
2: <laughs> he <laughs> said best game he's seen him play.
0: Best game he's seen Lockie Murphy play.
2: No, Schoenberg, sorry. Yeah, Schoenberg.
0: Oh, Schoenberg, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I think Rochelle comes in for Murphy to be honest. Yeah, and
2: then we got to win next week.
0: Well, we got to win Suns. from here on. We can't, we yeah. can't really drop one now. That's it.
2: I think right, if the see. right people win. We can lose against Brisbane. All right, mate. Thank you very much. Yep. Good to hear
0: your uh, yep. dulcet tones again. Okay, mate. See ya. Now we got Big Mick come on board. Mick, haven't seen you for a few weeks. How are you going? Oh, you're going to have to talk a bit louder than that, mate. can't hardly hear you. Oh,
3: yeah. I'm trying to get a new mic. My other one's broken, which is why I haven't been on. There hey, you go. mate? Yeah, good, good. i would mainly um, got on tonight to talk about that uh, concussion, the head clash. Um, that was one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen, for him to send it straight back on. O'Leary was out cold when he hit the ground He was out cold I just could not believe they sent him back on the ground
1: Hold on mate Hold on
3: If they don't get either a massive fine Or some other thing I don't know what's going on Because it's just ridiculous They've got form They did it last year There was a head clash from last year And they sent the two players back out yeah, and they've
0: done exactly the same thing this year. It's it's like so they, they copped a fairly fine like, year for I, that, didn't they?
3: I, I think oh, they might have got a bit of a fine. I don't know, but um, it, they used to do that thirty years ago. Not now. That's that was he was out cold.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. Couldn't believe no it. I just
3: could it. not believe they sent him back on.
1: Yeah, apparently they the... Oh. Scoot saying that they did get fined 20000 20, last year. So uh, to me, that the fine is pointless because of the fact that they are subsidised by the AFL. So uh, it's, it's got to be something that's more tangible than that. It's, uh, Thursday, the players should be stood down for at least one week and uh, maybe even two weeks just to make a point. Well,
3: both the players shouldn't be playing next week. And you know, I don't know whether it's... Uh... It's the club doctor, or whether it's the club itself that should be um, that gets the hit this time, but like one, or, one or both need to need to um, to to pay a price for that because that was appalling.
0: You know, very it's ordinary. interesting because it's a very visible thing that the doctor's doing and the doctor's acting in his profession as a medical carer or a medical expert and he's very visible it's very public you know it's not like he's making a diagnosis in the comfort of his uh, uh, surgery or anything he's out, out in front of the cameras in front of the public and uh, that sort of thing and I think that's where where Port will need to uh, sorry the AFL will need to tread a little bit carefully uh, because you're almost you're almost accusing someone of medical malpractice aren't you um so you know that i I would imagine there'd be some legal ramifications potentially i I would be um, i I would be surprised if Port get more than another maybe a fine and directed not to play alia and jones next week um i what i would prefer to see is uh, some big changes to the protocols and for the clubs to be removed from the process. That's what I would like to see.
1: I, I think that will happen. Whether it happens this year or not, not so sure. But uh, I think that will ultimately happen.
3: It should be an AFL doctor, I think. Because you know, obviously, doctors have, well, in my opinion, I'll, I'll, I'll put it like that. In my opinion, this is two years in a row that ports doctors have, have not followed the protocol to what my understanding of it is. And if they're willing to to ignore it and get away with it, well, then other will encourage others to do it. So therefore, I think that they should have a um, AFL doctor um, overlooking all head- heading clashes because um, that shouldn't be able to happen again. Not with the with the class actions and stuff that's coming, um, that type of thing. You know, you, you look at the the big payouts and and the financial drain that's going to happen uh, with the with the class actions. It wants to stop a layer in fifteen years time coming up and saying, "Well, yeah, you know, I've got you know uh, symptoms and you know." You didn't. You didn't sub me off. You didn't take me off in this game, and you can obviously see in the footage that I had a head clash. And they're just opening themselves up if they don't do something.
0: Yeah. Well said, mate. What do you think about the game in general?
3: Oh, I loved it. Um, it was it was good to see. Uh, when the when the side was named, I was thinking, oh God, look at our midfield. Like they're going to have to do a relay to beat a snail. But um, I couldn't believe how they nullified Port's quick midfield. And I don't know how they did it, but they did it. Um, and it was just their harassment. Um, the back line was amazing. Uh, yeah, awesome game. And I really enjoyed Keane's game. You know, for his first one for the club, he, he played really
1: well. No, yeah, he's going to be good. Yeah, you know, in my opinion, he's going to be good. He's actually very mobile for a big fella, and uh, and he does look before he kicks as well. I, no, I, I, I thought he he showed that he's going to be good.
3: He's good, he's good pace. He's, he's he's pretty quick, and um, yeah, even like uh, Warrell and all the all the backline played well.
0: Very good, Mick. Nice to hear your voice again. Nice to hear you doing well thanks for your
3: contribution good to see Tex get the showdown medal too i think you yeah, well deserved
0: well deserved thanks mate All right,
3: thank you
1: Catch All us. Right. now before we go on to anybody else uh i've got a question for
0: you well just before you give me the question i'd just like to commend the, the fact that we've got currently a hundred and 30 live listeners between YouTube and Discord. So fantastic that so many people have tuned in. I'm sure it's because it's a winning showdown week. Um, but fantastic to everyone. Thanks so much for joining in and listening to us rabbit on about uh, the club that we all love. Um, and uh, hopefully, if this is your first time, it won't be your last time. Uh, thanks very much. Now, what do you want, Mac? <laughs> well, I'm going to ask you a question. All right, Matt Matt Crouch. Does he get
1: another? Does he get another contract? Well, he will somewhere. No, I meant with us.
0: Well, look, it's interesting, isn't it? He's 28. Um, you know, that was probably as good as Matty Crouch has played since 2017. And the reason why I I say that is because he started kicking the ball again, Matt.
2: I've yeah, right, yeah. seen
0: him kick the ball forward and and decisively and aggressively since 2017, which was the last time he was a best Ferris winner. Um, you know, he's still Matt Crouch, but that was the that even that was the difference even from last week. That his disposals this week were a lot more damaging, in my opinion. He gained a lot more territory. I think he gained over 300 meters this week. Um, he. Uh, I think he also benefited from the fact that he wasn't the go to cold face player. He was able to share those responsibilities with Laird. Um But he still matched, he's still Matt Crouch, Macca. He's still 28. He's still not quick. And he's still prone when there's pressure on to being a bit of a crab. So let's not get carried away with one game. And I'm not by any stretch, downplaying how valuable he was on, on Saturday night because he was extremely good, extremely good. But I'm not going to change my overall opinion on where we're headed with our midfield based on one game.
1: Uh, look, um, it's an interesting situation. My, my, my point of view is that... Firstly... Um, whether he gets even considered Is that Sloan doesn't get a, uh, Renewal If Sloan doesn't get a renewal I think it does give a spot To offer to him I don't think he probably would accept it though for him Because he, you know, he's had a um, In his mind He would have had a, a very raw deal For the last couple of years And now he's got a little bit of form on the board I think there will be clubs that will want to take him So and I think that's probably the most Likely outcome but uh, look, I wouldn't be against him in a one-year
0: contract. Look, I'd, I'd be happy to extend his current contract on the same terms, which aren't necessarily terribly favourable to him. Um, But I'd be happier if another club took him. If I was West Coast, for example, I'd think very hard about taking Matt Crouch.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that uh, he has played himself into a situation that he probably will get a contract, whether it be with us or somebody or somewhere else, because he, he has played two good games in a row, and as you as you said, the way he played
0: this particular game, he was very, very effective. Um, well, I wouldn't say he's played two good games in a row. Last week, he played okay, but he gave us what we'd come to expect from Matty in the last couple of years, and that was a lot of backwards and sideways movement not a lot of aggressive ball use and no two way running what we saw against Port Adelaide was less of the former and more of the latter which is what we want right? that's what we got in 2017 so you know uh, but that said you know the bottom line is that everything that we do as a club in my opinion needs to serve winning a premiership Yep. And given where we are in our development cycle, given where we are with our younger players, um, you know, does it, does it serve the club to keep Matt on? Does it serve the purpose of winning a, a premiership to keep Matt on? And I would suggest that in the longer term, the answer is no.
1: Um,
0: but the only reason, I,
1: I'm not uh, fanatical one way or the other. Um, if he gets a one-year contract, I'm... Um, Comfortable with that? If he doesn't get a contract, I'm also comfortable with that.
0: Um, my pro- my problem maker with him getting another contract is that they will pick him.
1: Yeah. Uh, look, I, I think there are games when he when he'd be very handy to be picked, and there's other games when I look on a slow track, uh, like he, he played on Saturday night. I think he's always going to be good, but he's going to get well, found out. He's going to get found out on a fast track.
0: All right. Well, let let. Let me ask you this then: Would on a slow track, on a on a on a in a in a contested game like we had on Saturday night, would Sam Berry be just as good on comparable form as Matt Crouch? I, I don't no. I don't think we would have got much less from Sam Berry that we would have got from Matt Crouch than we got from Matt Crouch.
1: Well, I I disagree with that because I I. I Sam Berry had one really good year, and he hasn't really shown. He hasn't shown as much as Crouch has at the at their at his maximum.
0: That's because he's a bloody third year four year, third year player. What are you talking about? No, but what I'm saying is develop. No, 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 Macca. This is fundamental. You and I are going to get into a blue now. <laughs> This is fundamental. You cannot judge Berry and, and Crouch based on their peak form, comparable peak form, because Matt Crouch won his best and fairest seven years into his bloody career. Look,
1: I don't reckon that Berry is as good as you think he is. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I don't rate Berry that highly. And, right. and that's why And that, that when I make a comparison between him and Crouch, I just say I don't think Berry will even ever get to the standard that Crouch has got to. Uh, well, I... I'm
0: happy. I'm happy for you to have that opinion. That I mean, we're all entitled to our opinions, but I don't like. I don't like unbalanced comparisons made. And if you look at the, um, if you look at the goal of trying to build our next premiership-winning um, midfield, you'd be better off finding out about Barry, wouldn't you? Than playing Matt Crouch.
1: Sorry, can you repeat that?
0: you'd be better off finding out about Barry by playing him than playing Matt Crouch, wouldn't you? I don't know. What's the point of playing Crouch? Well, what's the point of playing Crouch for another season, Matt? Give me one point. It
1: all depends whether the coach thinks that that makes the team better or not. No, no, no. Uh,
0: Does it? No. We've both agreed that the ultimate number one driving factor for every decision should be winning a premiership. Yeah, I agree with that. So if you agree with that, does playing Matt Crouch for another season and picking him serve that purpose? Does it serve that purpose?
1: It's It's very hard to say. But
0: well, in the well, sense of they knock over my microphone now. If, we, if we
1: had a if our midfield fired like it did on the weekend, you would say yes. But um,
0: how far away uh, from a flag? How many years do you reckon we are from a flag?
1: Um, I think probably two, three at most.
0: Two to three. So when Matt Crouch is thirty-one, do you think Matt Crouch will be playing?
1: 2017 levels when he's 31 he could be a lot of players are I'm not, I'm not going to get into an argument about it, first, ben, because it's not worth the argument because it's not your no, it's decision
0: fundamental. That, it's, not, it's not my decision but we're here to, we're here to and it's not mine either that, yeah, but you always I'll, fall, I'll, no 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 you always fall back on this argument Or it's, how can I say I'm not the decision maker we're here to make opinions mate and I'm. Ha- I want yours. Do you think Matt Crouch will be around when he's 31 at the same level that he's in now? I don't think he'll be in
1: our. In our cl- uh, I don't think he'll be in our club next year. I think he'll probably no, be gone. Yours,
0: you, um, that's, you keep dodging questions. You are an absolute master at this. Will Matt Crouch be playing at the same level when he's 31 than what he is playing at when in 2017?
1: Uh, thirty one isn't it yeah, that's not he's not he's not over the hill and gone, but the whole point is it's it's not whether he's playing at that level, it's whether that level is suits what we want at that type time, time. That's more the point.
0: It's a good thing we do this podcast remotely, Maka. It really is. No, I would have, what thrown, I'm saying... I would have thrown something at you by now. I have no
1: no doubt. The thing is, I don't rate Barry. I just don't rate Barry. Uh,
0: I'm not asking you about Barry. I'm asking you about Matt Crouch, and I've given you a very direct question which you're refusing to answer. So just freaking answer it, or say I don't want to answer it because I'm a wuss. One of the two. Go ahead.
1: No, that's not the two alternatives at all. There's there's a third alternative. I don't bloody know. What do you think? What I would say, what I would say, absolutely is, on our path towards trying to win a premiership in two to three years' time, it could be still handy to have Crouch there in the back in the back line, background to play in certain games when it would actually be of advantage to us to help us win those games. Not necessary that, that he would be gone in there every week. That he could be handy to use on that. Uh, we, I'm not suggesting he's our, our standard midfielder. Uh, I'm not suggesting it for one moment, I and mean, then I don't think he's going to be here anyhow. So I think the,
0: the arguments. And uh, uh, so you're happy, you're happy for him to take those minutes at the expense of a young developing player?
1: If there's a young developing player that deserves to take those minutes, then he then he gets that, and then he gets the role. I'm just saying there'll be games when there'll be injuries or whatever. Then when he'd be very handy, which like. He has been in, the, in these I'm not saying he's the answer to everything I'm just saying you have forty, you have 42 players, whatever it is on your list It's very nice if you can have A situation that you've got your 22 Players out there And you've got if every one of those Players could be a player that could Be in your in your team So um, if, it, if you get him On a cheap contract, I'd keep him
0: Okay Alright, well, we'll leave that there Because uh, we're never going to agree on this um, I'm happy for Matt to have another contract as long as it's not with the Crows. Very happy with the way he performed on the weekend. He, uh, yeah, I'm very happy for him personally that his career is somewhat resurrected. Um, he's not part of our future. He's not part of our next finals uh, push, uh, uh, next premiership push, and uh, I think he'd be better served in another club and I hope he gets that done. Now, just
1: talk was- about... Who does get it, has got extra contracts? Uh, it was interesting that Dowling got it, uh, a two year extension, and yeah. that Kane after the game was given a two year extension after the game on the yep. t- uh, Saturday night. So um, I think the the club thought quite fr- uh, quite rightly we're not going to take any chance before this boy going anywhere else. So no, um, that's
0: right, that's right. Dowling was an interesting one. Two years, I guess.
1: Well, I think he's a lad with ability. Um, mm. I mean, he's, you know, you talk about um, players for the future. I think he is one of those for the future. Unfortunately, you know, he got injured this year and that uh, ruined his season type situation. But I, I think he's going, going to be a good player and he might well be the player that we, we need in there that we're talking about.
0: Oh, jeez, everyone in the chat just going off. Of course, I've seen Dowling play, for God's sakes, PJ. I'm just saying that two years on the back of probably a month's worth of good work is a big call. That's all. I'm not saying I would necessarily disagree with it. I'm just saying it's a big call. And we've made a lot of long-term extensions in the last, you know, uh, two months or so. A lot. We, we've locked in a lot of our squad, particularly our youngsters, for quite a period of time. So it's quite. I find it quite interesting. It's an interesting strategy that we've my- that we've made.
1: Well, it is. They, we have done that, and we, we're getting to the stage where every club uh, has to delete uh, maybe five, six, seven players. Uh, you know, so somebody's got to go, and it might well mean that um, because of that, perhaps it might come in that category that goes anyhow because of the because we are contracting the player who really want to keep, yeah. and that and that's what happened. Uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, I don't know, for Rowey's lad, you know, because I thought rohi's lad played reasonably well, but, you know, they everybody else had been contracted and there wasn't a space for him.
0: See, that's that's why... <laughs> for everyone listening, the reason why I fight with Macker about Matt Crouch is you just heard the reason right there, that if Maka had it his way, James Rode would still be on the list.
1: No, I said he played reasonably well. I didn't say he starred or anything. Jesus. And, and 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 he fell off the bloody list because he wasn't as good as the ones before him. Christ almighty. You try to create a fight.
0: <laughs> oh, I'll just have a bit of fun, mate. It's good. <laughs> um, look, you'd think that... Um, there's a couple of obvious ones that are probably going to drop off. McPherson is one that comes to mind that I think is going to drop off. Um, we don't need to go. We'll go. Yeah, I think he's he's the one. It's sad for Andrew who's had rotten luck with injuries and whatnot, but that being said, you know, it's arguable. Whether, like, he had a good run there for a little while and then uh, tailed off and got injured again, so I don't know. Um, but I think he'll be gone. you um, probably argue about the two supplementary boys uh or oh, sorry the two uh the rookie you know borlase and Newchurch. church uh new church uh, will definitely he, he won't be retained yeah i don't think so i don't think i don't think ball i think the only reason they'd hang on to borlase is i think purely for the bloody sanfl SA team to be honest with you because there's a good solid sanfl player He's just unfortunately a bit of a tweener when it comes to a f l it actually
1: a little bit of pace i mean he he play football but he's just uh, i think he'd get caught out at the uh, AFL level for pace
0: yeah um someone also uh, talked about hateley i don't know Tyler brown i don't know what sort of contract they gave him whether they gave him a one or a two year contract tyler brown he goes right at s a level two um but we so... can't keep both we can't keep both of those don't think no, 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 I wouldn't have thought. Um, you know, Jack Haley's the sort of bloke that I'd hang around as a break glass situation before Matt Crouch. um Macca, to be honest with you. But anyway, look, all right, let's move on from that. Let's talk about some individual players before we wind up. Um, Jordy Dawson, obviously 30 touches, 23 and 11, had five tackles, 15 contested possessions. Um, pretty good, pretty good. They didn't put a lot of work into him, actually. And... The one thing that I did notice is that um, he, uh, he drifted forward at times this week. Both he and Brody Smith drifted forward on occasions um, this week. Um, so um, uh, that's something that we don't often see, uh, particularly early in games. Um,
1: he did go forward a lot. Um, he actually uh, was a, uh, the beneficiary of a lot of the uh, Crouch uh, quick handles in the in the. Uh, the packs, and that's one of the reasons why he was running forwards um but uh coming back to his kicking i don't think he when he's having those kicks i don't think he's kicking right through the ball thing which is one of the reasons why he's
0: kicking off the inside i'm not sure i i can't it's it's almost like he's soccer like you know with when you kick a ball in soccer he's a side foot It's almost like he's doing a bit of that. It's very weird. It's like the angles aren't right. He's kicking across his body or doing something strange. Um, And, you know, even that showdown-winning goal that he kicked um, in his first season, that came off the inner side of his foot as well. That's why it curled back um, right to left. Um, Yeah, the opposite. So he's got a little... You know, and it's only been in the last month or two that we've seen it creep into his field-kicking... Um, he, he misses a lot of balls to the right because he he and it's not a hook. It's not a hook. It's it's a it's a sh- it's like a shank off the off the but, inside it, of the foot.
1: A dead set shank. Yeah, it is. When when yet yeah. and yet if you put him at half back and he's got to find a player fifty five meters away in between other players, you can put it right on that right in their chest.
0: Yeah. So whether it's just a Maybe a bit of laziness with his technique, macker, when he's going for shorter kicks. I don't, I don't know exactly. It'd be an interesting thing to have a have a look at more closely.
1: Having said that, yeah, he did play a great game, and I and I do think that if uh, Walker hadn't have kicked seven goals, he would have. He'd already won two showdown medals. He would have been in the running for a third.
0: Yeah, I reckon Crouch might have won one, which would have really made it interesting. <laughs> <laughs> It uh, speaking of Matty, he had 32 touches, 12 and 20, six tackles, 15 contested possessions, uh, 16 uncontested. I went through his stats before. He had something like 10 score involvements and 12 clearances. Um, it was a very, very, very good game for Matt Crouch, vintage Matt Crouch. It was. It, yeah. It, it was better than I thought he would play. Um,
1: and I thought that... Uh, yeah, that's probably right back to his form uh, back 2017. That was more like he played then. But, you know, then he obviously got slapped and started this, um holding the ball too long, slack handballs going backwards, all that sort of stuff. But he was much more direct, much more direct.
0: Yeah, good good disposal efficiency, 91%. You know, as I said, 15 contested possessions, only turned it over three times. Um, you know, he gave us 325 metres game, which has always been the knock on Matty, that he just doesn't actually hurt the opponent. He attended 21 centre bounces uh, for two centre clearances, 10 stoppage clearances, um, six tackles, seven inside 50s, which is exactly exactly what's missing from Matt. Those inside 50 and score involvement stats, macker are the two key ones, the two key elements for Matt Crouch, and the fact that we got... Seven inside fifties from him, and what was it? Uh, uh, ten score involvements. That's what made. That's what elevated his game from good to great.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: So well done, Matt Crouch, and uh, hopefully that made West Coast set up and take notice. <laughs> <I'm> Wayne Miller. <laughs> shut up. I'm having a, a you but we're getting to... booming on. <laughs> Move it on, uh, Wayne Miller. I would say that's uh, maybe Miller's most complete game for the club. What do you say, mate?
1: Never played a better game for us than that. Never. That was the best game he has ever played in Crow's colours. That was a magical game. He just, uh, I think he had how many disposals? He have been um, quite a 31,
0: lot. Thirty-one touches. Yeah, sorry. And... Thirty-two touches, nineteen kicks, thirteen handballs, five marks, attacker, a tackle, I should say. Seventy-five uh, percent disposal efficiency. He had thirteen contested possessions, eighteen uncontested possessions, uh, nine intercept possessions, nine score involvements, um, five marks, six hundred and seventy-two meters gained, four clearances around stoppage. Uh, forty point fifties, eight rebound fifties. I mean, that's the best game that Wayne Miller has played for us, in my opinion. Yeah,
1: no, no, no argument at all. And if he could do that every week, do you with?
0: Yeah, and that in my mind, that's what makes him his position. Like you know, people have talked about having him up forward, putting on a wing, whatever. In my mind, he in in that sort of form, he is the modern prototype halfback flanker.
1: Yep, and I, I think a perfect halfback flanker's game. He actually took a, um, a few uh, hard positions, which he is not yep. that's not usually been his uh, way of playing. But um, I, I thought he was terrific. I just couldn't fault him in any way.
0: Yep. Uh, Rory Laird, twenty six touches, eleven and fifteen. He had thirteen tackles, if you don't mind. Sixty five percent disposal efficiency. Eleven contested, fifteen uncontested four intercepts, uh, six score involvements, uh, 294 metres gain, um, one centre and three stoppage clearances from 22 centre bounce attendances, um, five inside 50s. Um, He was probably less conspicuous than the other midfielders, but I just thought he was just solid all day. Work rate was fantastic.
1: I mean, those tackled, uh, the number of times he just... They look like breaking out, but there come him bang and just his really tackles. It. That's that's um, that's really one of his greatest assets. He he does hunt the ball well, but gee, he really hunts the play with the ball well too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I won't go through the whole team, but some other noticeables, uh, notab- notables. Notables. Uh, Josh Worrell, I thought, had a really good game. Mac um, under immense pressure, he had twenty disposals, fifteen kicks, five handballs, three marks, five tackles. Um, he had 80% disposal efficiency, 5.59 metres gained, um, five tackles, 13 rebound 50s if you don't mind, um, six one percenters. Uh, but obviously the biggest value was him shutting down, I think it was on Todd Marshall, wasn't he?
1: Marshall, yeah. He, he absolutely caned Marshall. I, I thought Warrell was fantastic. He was probably the, very, the best of our backlights. I thought he was outstanding.
0: Yep, agreed. Uh, The showdown medalist, Texan, uh, soon to be crowned All-Australian and hopefully, hopefully soon to also be crowned common medalist. Uh, 20 touches, 18 kicks, 2 handballs, 6 marks, 1 tackle, 7 goals, 4. 15 score involvements, um... Including one that he unselfishly gave away to Ben Keys in the last. Uh, six it's marks, two of them contested, uh, five of them inside 50s. Still gained 461 metres, so he was still running up and down the ground, mate. Still doing text things. Um, what else have we got? Three inside 50s. It was just a, you know, a couple of his goals were opportunistic, a couple of his goals were classic forward lead ups, and then you had that absolutely sublime. Balk on a lear, on the mark, and just a lazy 52 metre left foot kick from, from on the 45 degree angle for what should be what should be if you're talking about degree of difficulty on a skill that should be goal of the year.
1: I I totally agree with you. I was going to raise it, and I thought that you'd say no because. But really, when you t- t- look at the situation, he's taken the ball, he's balked beautifully, and then balked again. And gone on to his unnatural foot, and with a with a kick that the average person can't kick as good as with his unnatural foot. And uh, it has been said by some commentators that he has got the best kick with his unnatural foot uh, of any player in the competition. And I'll tell you what, that kick proved it. It, it was as sweet as anything. It just come off the boot, and it just as time was perfect, just outstanding to look at. And, and if you look at the degree of difficulty in that, yeah, I reckon it, it's, a good, it's a good candidate for goal of the year.
0: The, the, the thing that sets it apart, Macca, is that usually when a player goes on their wrong foot, it's because they have to, right? It's because they've you know their, their preferred side has been blocked or whatever or in the, they're in trouble. Tex chose... To kick that on his left foot, right. That was a that was a choice. He chose to sell the dummy on the on the right side and go on his left, and he was never going to do anything else but have a, have a ping. So he's that's how confident he was on his left from that range, on that angle, on his non-preferred foot. And I don't think there's anyone that I can. I've been thinking about this today and racking my brains. I can't think of anyone else currently playing. Who would choose to try and pull that kick off?
1: I reckon you're right. No, I know I, I can't think of a player to do it. I mean, and and he's not the thing. This particular goal was outstanding, but I mean, he's done plenty of brilliant snaps off the left foot as well, uh, from quite a fair distance out. Uh, that is that is outstanding stuff. So.
0: Bobby says Darren John could. I don't reckon Darren. I don't reckon Fudd could kick a 50 meter drop hunt. What that. Um, no. uh, it's right, says Jeremy Cameron. Well, I don't think Jeremy Cameron's got much of a right foot at all, so I wouldn't say he's a candidate. Um, Toby Green, I don't know whether he'd have the range. No, no, I, I, I don't. I can't think of anyone who would who would purposely set that up and have a ping from. Let's face it, he was outside fifty when he kicked that ball. He was about fifty-two meters. Yep, but
1: that was a magnificent though.
0: Yeah, so look, I, you know, the, the bloke's thirty-three, and he's having his career best season, and I think he's just shocked and amazed everybody, you know, and it, it's sad, Maka, to some degree, because we would have had five years of this had it not been for his unfortunate knee injury, uh, because there's no doubt that that had a big impact on his career for quite a period of time, both in terms of his agility his lateral movement and his general fitness levels and for him to come back now uh, relatively pain free his hips better, his foot's better all that sort of stuff and for him to be playing at this level, at this age um, it, I just can't give the guy enough credit
1: Yeah, look I agree and I think one of the things too about doing your leg in like that, it takes probably two or three seasons to build up the total confidence back in your leg again so yeah. uh, he had to overcome the psychological, not just the physical side of it, but the psychological effect of it because he- I noticed when he first came back, he didn't like jumping off the ground very much.
0: No, uh, but not- and he still has but those he- nights. Let's not sugarcoat. He still has those nights where he goes up one-handed and he's unsure of his landing and all that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, but, you know, at the moment he is playing outstanding footy and uh, that goal really capped off his season.
0: Yeah. Uh, Foggs had played a pretty good cameo, I thought, particularly in the first half. Um, uh, Second quarter was probably his best. Kicked two goals, two from 18 disposals, 12 and six, um, four contested and uh, 13 uncontested disposals. Um, You know, uh, he's been in and out of form, I reckon, Darcy. I don't know whether he'd be entirely satisfied with his year. Uh, He probably shouldn't be. Um, But... uh, you know, he's going to have to get used to playing that that role with Tex because I don't think Tex has uh, gone anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> so no, uh, yeah. he's playing look, second I field. Thought, I reckon it was probably Darcy's best game for a month. What do you reckon?
1: Yeah. Oh, it was a good game. Oh, I, he's playing second uh, field to Tex, and uh, he's uh, prepared to play uh, play it that way. But we can see when the opportunity isn't there for Tex, he made the opportunity for himself. And I thought that um, he complemented uh, Tech very well. So, yeah. uh, And it also helped Text in many cases because a lot of times he led when he wasn't honoured, and but it left Text in a one-out situation. So, yeah, I thought he played well.
0: Yeah, agreed. Um, my favourite player, Mac, and has been since uh, he got here and... Uh, There were a few doubters early on, but he's really proved them wrong. Mitch Hinge. Mitch Hinge, uh, off halfback was just, it's just a game and a half. He's so aggressive. Um, he's got a laser left foot. He doesn't shirk the contest. Uh, 17 disposals, 12 and five, two marks, three tackles, um, 88% disposal efficiency, 10 contested possessions, 10 intercept possessions, uh, six score involvements, um, 348 meters gained. He's just turning into a bit of a general down back, isn't he, Maka? Um, five inside fifties to go along with that as well, uh, with six rebound fifties. So I, he, he's really taken on that general's role um, in, in, the, in the, across halfback, hasn't he?
1: Well, he has. I mean, that used to be uh, uh, Dawson's role, and but we wanted with well, Dawson quite rightly suggested I should be I should be in the middle and somebody had to take on that role, and Hinge has taken it on. And, I mean, Hinge was playing wing, and then he moved, moved about half-back, and he moved into the back lines, and he'll go where he has to, but he performs wherever he has to. So um, he's hard, he's tough, and he's got a beautiful laser leg on him. So, uh, no, I, you know, to think that we've picked him up, he, he and Keyes were discards in Brisbane, and uh, they both in our best 22, so um, I hope they throw a few more out.
0: Well, given uh, Daniel Rich's falling off a cliff, um, Mitch Hinge would have been the natural replacement for Daniel Rich up in Brisbane. They'd be spilling that they did that. That's true. Yep. Um, Look of the rest. Um, Jakey Saligo had 16 touches and I thought um, did really well, um, particularly early. Uh, Harry also had 15 touches and didn't... uh, didn't do himself any harm either. I thought he had times he had some really decisive um, pieces of playmakers. So um, I, I, he stays in for mine. Benny Keys had a funny old night. Oh, it wasn't his best game, I don't think. Um, Keen. It was so. It was so good to see this lad come in and after a bit of a wobbly start, really own charlie dixon for much of it and uh, it was great to see that the club had flown over his dad and his partner and uh, even his um his uh the the person that he lived with when he was at collingwood um in melbourne his uh border mother or whatever they call him uh it was great that they were there to witness that and he didn't do them he didn't let them down at all did he
1: no, he didn't. An interesting thing is the fact that he was on Collingwood's list, and he uh, mid-season he left them because he said he wanted to go home. And uh, and the reason he's on our list is apparently he pro- he approached us and asked whether we would like to uh, have him, um, and uh, which is a nice way of getting him. And so we brought him over, and uh, he t- had his hurling season, and, and he's taken uh, Gaelic um, football. Yep. Uh Not he paid... that's what they said in the paper, but yeah.
0: Um I don't think it's Hurling, I think it's Gullic. Oh, he definitely played Gullic footy over there. He might have done both, I don't know.
1: Okay. Um but anyhow, he's he's taken um several weeks to uh get uh uh AFL fit. I mean he's been good enough at uh, SAFL level but um no, I I just think he he's good. He's got He's got a lot of pace. He, he
0: doesn't mind being physical. Uh, he'll be good. Yeah. Um, plays a bit taller than his size too, I reckon. Um, Shane McAdam. we've talked about him. I thought he was quite dynamic up forward, 13 touches and one goal. one. Lukey Pedler had a bit of a dirty night but still managed to kick 2-1. Um, you know, will yeah, benefit, benefit from this season, Macker He's starting to tire, I reckon, but he will really benefit from having played pretty much a full season.
1: He frustrates me. I'll tell you why. Because I think he's got the capabilities of being a really top class footballer. And at the moment, for some reason, he's buffing he's up most of what he's doing. Because it's I mean, the
0: end of his first season of AFL football, Maca. Gee well, whiz, yeah. mate. You don't have to be as aggressive want as com- that. You want to compare him to Matt Crouch as well?
1: Oh, I shall not.
0: He's played 20 games. He's cooked. <laughs> can I finish? Jeez can I, can I, I
1: haven't even finished my sentence yet before I got attacked.
0: Ah, mm. oh, relax.
1: What I, was try, what I was trying to say is, he misses too many set shots for goals. Now that's not a matter of being tired, thing. He's got to All really right. concentrate. He's got to concentrate on that, because if you ever look at his. Uh, Ratio of goals to points out of all the shots he's had—it's yeah. not a good ratio.
0: No, what so, was his ratio on Saturday night?
1: Uh, I can't remember, but I know he missed he some.
0: Kicked two, he kicked two goals, one.
1: Well, that's good because yeah, one was a dribble along the ground,
0: but uh, but
1: in, if you go back over the last few weeks, he does miss too many set shots, and yeah, I right—he he has been pulling
0: him a bit, hasn't he?
1: I rate him highly. I rate him highly, and I think he's a real classy player of the future. And, and as somebody said he's not a forward. Well, he's probably not. He's probably a midfielder, and he could be the answer. But um, he's just got to get fitter because uh, he's had a lot of injury. He's just got to get fitter and, uh, and get that uh, kicking. But he he could be anything, uh, potentially.
0: Yeah, we've, we've said that for a number of weeks about Peddler, but how many games have we also said that it usually takes for... Blokes to, uh, you know, hit their straps? I don't know, 30 to 40, 50. So, and how many games is he on? I don't really know, Fiend. But it's probably. How many seasons has he played?
1: He played, I think he's only played three before this year. And I think he's probably played about three three games. Only played three games before this year. Yeah. And so. And I think he probably
0: played at 10 to 12 this year. Yeah. So not many, right?
1: No, I'm, I'm I'm not putting him down. I'm just saying that it's frustrating that he misses most. I
0: don't know. It sounds like you're putting him down to me. Anyway, uh, Sloney, uh, yeah came on, uh, did a few things. Um, what is best, best game? But uh, taking a slow down hanger over trap Boat will go down. That will be talked about between the two of them at the pub for a number of years I would have thought uh, Mac if you say so thanks yeah righto um, Riley Thealthorpe was um, quiet um, took a couple of nice marks but uh, again misses uh, a lot of set shots in the back end of his career he will also benefit from this season uh, needs to have another really big off season get some strength into that into that body and um, a little bit, a uh, little bit more maturity. But he's obviously uh, got a few games to go before we can expect huge things from him. What do you think about O'Brien, Mac? Uh,
1: look, Riley O'Brien is Riley O'Brien. He works his ass off, and he hasn't got any class. He just got work rate. And look, uh, I thought he gave a hundred percent as he always does. He they had forty uh, head outs and how many went to them, and how many went to us, I don't know. But uh, I. One thing you never, ever say about uh, O'Brien is that you can never say that he shirks the issue. He tried his guts out. He was only playing against a kid anyhow, and that's why they brought Dixon in to go into the ruck because the kid couldn't con- compete with him. So uh, look, Riley O'Brien, he is Riley O'Brien. He, he's not the best ruckman in the comp, and he's not the worst ruckman in the comp. I'd love to have one that could palm him to our players. That, that would be better, but we've got what we've got.
0: Yeah, uh, Chase played a very defensive role and wasn't really cited. Max Annie was fairly quiet, but wasn't disgraced at all. wasn't exposed, and obviously Geordie Butts uh, was subbed out with what looks like a season ending foot injury. So, look, that was it. Um, and we've got uh, we've given ourselves a sniff, Mac, haven't we? And uh, I don't know. I you know I guess we can only go one step at a time. Um, Richmond play Western Bulldogs next week, so that might uh, if Bull, Bulldogs get up, that'll knock Richmond out of the uh, out of the hunt. You'd think uh, Essendon should get up over the Eagles, so they're still about the place. We really need to knock off the Suns, um, you know. And um, when it would be great if Port could do us a favour and bounce back against Geelong uh, at the category, but that's a uh, category, but that's probably unlikely. And uh, the match of the round for mine is probably Giants v Sydney. Uh, in terms of our chances. So yeah, there's, I think there's a lot of permutations, mate, isn't there?
1: Yeah, I think in those games, Giants should win, uh, Bulldogs should win, and Port will get
0: feet. Yeah, so, you know, I I mean, I, I don't think we're going to make it. I think we're going to be caught half a game short. But uh, that's not the goal. The goal is obviously um, that we need to continue to... Um, uh, develop our kids i don't know why my cameras just stopped, but uh let' us turn that off for a second while we sort that out um so yeah i look it is still about development maca
1: oh it certainly is and um you know um we've we've we have improved uh, i think we've gone um three uh eight, nine. I think I'm missing a year there. What did we get in our first year? oh uh, was three, wasn't it? Was that there? And last year was eight. Oh, three, seven, eight, and so far we're nine. So if we can yeah, We're definitely going to improve uh, on last year. And if we can, you know, if we can do that on a exponential base and just keep going up it's well eventually we get there so uh, uh, I think Nix has worked very well and, and he's, he's getting it and putting a side together and not everything's gone his way, we've had a few injuries etc but uh, every side does but it's harder when you're a developing
0: team. So we posed the question last week obviously, is he the, uh, is he the man for the job Mac and uh, are you changing your tune on that?
1: Well what was my tune last week?
0: Or you didn't think he
1: was? Well, I don't, don't remember saying that. What, the, what did you say? I just said I'm not sure. Um, look, he's not the worst coach in the, in it, in the competition and, I, and he's not the best. Um, whether he... But I don't think he's done anything particularly wrong this year in the sense that, um, as I said, we've had injuries, etc., uh and we are definitely improving and he is definitely putting in a, a building a side that that uh when you look at who we've played and played very well against, they've been all the top sides. We've played extremely well against the top sides. We've lost to yeah. Melbourne and Collingwood twice, um by very, very narrow margins. Um we uh beaten Port Adelaide twice. Uh, we've got no problem um you know, playing good football against a good team. It's mm. the one thing that we do have, which is sometimes we just don't turn up against the lesser teams.
0: Well, we don't turn up away from home.
1: Well, Collingwood and Melbourne were away from home and they were, they were less than a goal situation. They were ones that we could have won. But, yeah, in general, prior to, the, to those games, that's true. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I, look, my opinion hasn't changed. Um, I hope we don't extend him until we've seen what happens, at, you know, for the first half a dozen games or so next year. Um, I agree. Uh, as, yeah. as I mentioned last week, he would be one of very, very few coaches to bounce back from a 30% win-loss res- record to go on and coach a flag. So uh, he's on a bit of a hiding to nothing there. But, look, for Matthew's sake, I would love nothing more for, for than for him to do it. Um, do I think he will? Um no, um, but uh, time will tell on that one. Anyway, I reckon that just about does us Mac for the night. Again, a massive thank you to the uh, to everyone who's joined us on Discord and also on YouTube. It's been a massive live crowd this evening, Mac, and uh, we really appreciate everyone who tunes in every week. And as I mentioned earlier, if this is your first time. Um, tuning in live with us on a Sunday night then uh, make sure it's not your last and if you're listening to us on demand uh, later in the week um, don't forget that we're live every Saturday night and you can chat and interact with us as much as you like Maka, it's been fun once again sometimes well you know, it's been fun for me and that's all that matters (laughs) alright look thanks everyone have a good week and we will see you next week for another weekend wrap until then stay safe and goodbye yeah night